Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Seriously. Why? Why can't superpowers figure this out? Why? Why couldn't Russia see this? Why didn't they learn anything from their war in Afghanistan or our war in Vietnam or our war in Korea or our war, you name it? I want to introduce the man himself, the best out there, military analyst Jeff McCausland. Good morning, sir. How are you? Marty, I'm doing well, and I hope you are likewise. Uh, I do this all the time with you. Will you please listen to something I'm going to play for you? Sure. Thank you, sir. This is Taras, young man right now in Kiev with his family who's willing to die before he leaves his home. Listen to what he said about the Russians. Listen. And such, they just did not expect that. I mean, they thought it would be a walk in the park, but they stepped into hell. And I'm really glad. Okay, play one more time. I, I want the, the colonel to hear this. Listen. Vehicles and such. They just did not expect that. I mean, they thought it would be a walk in the park, but they stepped into hell. And I'm really glad. Jeff McCoslin, they thought it would be a walk in the park, but they stepped into hell. What do you say, sir? Is that accurate? I think it's absolutely accurate, Marty. I mean, we've seen amazing anecdotes about the resistance of the Ukrainian people. And, you know, if there was anything you could possibly do to bring Ukraine together as a cohesive nation to enhance nationalism in Ukraine, Vladimir Putin has now done it. And, we, and we, you know, one of my favorite anecdotes in this regard is an elderly woman who confronts a bunch of Russian soldiers. You can see the video of this. It's fine. Check it out. In which she won't use the language on, that she used with these Russian soldiers because I can't say the words she used <laughs> live on the radio. Uh, but at the end, she hands them, uh, each of them, a handful of sunflower seeds. She says, put these sunflower seeds in your pockets so when we bury you, at least a few flowers will grow. Man, look, look, man, I don't know war, but wouldn't history have taught the Russians that this is what they would see when they entered Ukraine, sir? Wouldn't it have? No, I think the Russians and the personification of Vladimir Putin have made two unbelievably disastrous strategic errors. The first it was the assumption that we will waltz into Ukraine as we did in 2014. We seized Crimea, and uh, there's barely a shot fired, and then that's what would happen. That the Ukrainians would collapse very quickly, and the Ukrainians uh, would be throwing rose petals in front of our tanks. Mm. That certainly didn't happen. Mm. And number two, I think he assumed that the West was weak. He assumed that NATO would shatter. NATO countries would be cutting side deals. 
he looked at the United States and saw a number of people who uh, a, a country that is polarized to a degree, and actually some politicians calling him a genius, uh, and thought, you know, this is the opportunity to do this. And so in all those cases, those assumptions were proved totally invalid. But it may suggest, to, to Marty, not so much that the nation as a whole of Russia didn't learn this lesson, that we have a very, very autonomous, singular leader in Vladimir Putin, more, more singular in his ability to make choice than even the Soviet leaders of Brezhnev or Chernokov, who had to answer to a Politburo, and a leader who's been enormously isolated for the last two years for whatever reason. And these pictures you see of Putin sitting at the end of a 35-foot table uh, talking to people, it just underscores his isolation. CBS military analyst Jeff McCausland, which raises my question and my concern. He's a caged animal, and he's alone. And then he puts his forces on nuclear alert. Is that just playing games, or is this legit? Should we, should we be afraid, sir? Well, the answer to that question, unfortunately, is yes to all those things. You know, plating his nuclear forces on what he calls special combat regime, but saw the higher level of alert, in some ways is not that surprising. That's what they did in 1956 when they invaded Hungary. That's what they did in 1968 when they invaded Czechoslovakia. That's what they did when they invaded Poland in the 80s during Solidarity. That's what they did when they invaded Afghanistan in 1979. So to some degree, that is not, not uncommon in these kind of crises for the Russians to do that. But secondly, I think what he's doing is drawing a, a real big line under the part of this rather crazed speech that he delivered at the onset of this war, <clears throat> in which he went on to say that, you know, if anybody interferes with this, they will suffer you know, circumstances beyond their wildest imagination. So putting his forces on alert kind of uh, underscores that. Uh, and then last but not least, though, I think you could say to some degree, it's kind of in line with what we've been talking about, Marty, is this a demonstration of strength on his part or is this a demonstration of uh, of weakness? You know, I kind of like what uh, Nina Khrushcheva, who is the granddaughter of Nikita Khrushchev, who teaches at a university in the United States, said about Putin. She said, you know, you have to remember Vladimir Putin is a small man of five feet six saying he's, he's actually five feet seven. Colonel, I got to ask you this, though. Um, is he alone in this? In other words, does anybody ever come into the room that we know of that says, hey, Mr. Putin, we're getting our behinds kicked. We've got to make some choices here. Or is he alone, sir? Is anyone in Russia the voice of reason, sir? Well, certainly there are voices of reason, but has he now constructed himself to the place where only those who bring good news to the king are the ones who are allowed to be with the king? And again, I go back to that whole deal of isolation. There have been reports that he may be fixing the can, or Zari can is chief of defense staff, a gentleman named Garasimov, who's been around for a long period of time because this particular operation is not going well. Clearly, what we're trying to do now with economic sanctions and political actions, I, th I think are not necessarily trying to influence him directly. His mind may already be made up. We're trying to influence the people around him you know, it's reported that uh, oligarchs around Putin lost about $125 billion in about three days last week. That'll put a crease in your wallet. And, it's, and also, uh, it was not uh, surprising to me that this announcement by the Russians of a willingness to negotiate with the Ukrainians, but this crazy notion that we'll come to Minsk, who's a belligerent, to negotiate. But he made that announcement uh, after he received a phone call from Xi Jinping in China. 
contrary to, I think, a lot of people's belief, I don't think the Chinese are all that happy about this. They were fine with him heaping scorn on the United States and criticizing the West for moving eastward and all that kind of stuff. They were fine with that, but that's not war. They're not in favor of this necessarily. And again, I think that was proven on Friday when, during the U.N. Security Council vote condemning Russia, the Chinese decided to abstain. They did not vote. They did not vote in favor of it, obviously, but they certainly didn't veto it. They, they abstained in that particular vote. Jim McCausland, I, I, I'm feeling this notion that this will strengthen NATO. Everything Putin hoped for, he's not going to get. Is that possible, sir? No, you're exactly right. In fact, everything he claimed to fear, he's liable to get. I mean, he talked about the fact that, you know, NATO forces, he went back to the proposal he made, that the growth of NATO forces on the borders of the Russian Federation caused him a security concern. Well, that, that's not really unfounded for a ruler of a country to, to have that kind of a sense. And we were more than willing to talk to him about that. And there was a whole series of arms control measures that I worked on back in the 1980s and 1990s to assuage those kind of concerns with the Soviet Union and subsequently with the Russian Federation, whether it was the CFE Treaty, the INF Treaty, Open Skies, a whole bunch of different things that we negotiated with the, with, with the Russians. So that was a matter of a, a security concern that, that he had. But what has happened on the other end of that, of course, now is NATO, I think, has responded remarkably. In fact, one of the big surprises for me was how well the alliance has reacted. Could anybody imagine that a German defense minister, a brand, brand new one, by the way, a social democrat sitting on top of a three-party coalition, which is kind of weak, would announce, as, as uh, Olaf Scholz did yesterday, that Germany would increase defense spending to 2% of GDP, and Germany would, uh, would start delivering anti-tank and air defense weapons uh, to Ukraine. Uh, yesterday, the Polish government announced that it was going to transfer immediately six MiG-29 fighters to Ukraine. Uh, so the alliance has come together remarkably in the last few days, which in many ways was Putin's greatest nightmare. Colonel, you're the absolute best. There is no one better, sir. I can't be more grateful. Thank you. My pleasure, Marty. Have a good day. He is the man. 412-922-1020. Jump in this, folks. Where do you stand? Wow, it's amazing. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.